Welcome back to the Forever Young podcast. We release episodes on the first of every month. If you're new here, feel free to subscribe and follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Charlene and I'm joined by Tom. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited to talk about this book today. How I know it's I'm good. It's been a long time coming. We've like hyped this book up for so long now. I think it's been three months since we talked about reading this book now. So I know. we can finally do it now. So I'm excited to yeah. get this out of the way <laughs> and onto the next book. Yeah, definitely. So what is the book? So I guess I want to spend the first few minutes just talking about what to expect from this book, a little bit about what we want. I guess when you're trying to read this book. So face reading has been a common practice in China that dates back for thousands of years. So they tend to look on understanding the shapes, markings, and the features of the face and how that can relate to the principles of Chinese medicine. So understanding the body's internal functions so physiologically, psychologically, and emotionally can often be portrayed and seen through the face. So practitioners can also learn how to evaluate this and use this to analyze things like shirt things like jing and other non-verbal expressions so this week's book is face reading in chinese medicine by lillian bridges wow <laughs> that was very very informative <laughs> <laughs> so why why did we pick this book i think this is for me at least i was excited to read this kind of book because it's very similar to when we had the eye diagnosis book. It's something, another way that practitioners can use to sort of diagnose patients. Something that I found interesting when reading this book is back in the olden days, they couldn't really interact with patients where you can palpate, where you can feel different parts of the patient's body. Mm. They used to think that, especially for male practitioners, and when they're trying to identify the cause for female patients, it was seen as like, a big no-no to sort of touch females other than just the hands and the feet. Mm. So they would use face reading to sort of help di- with their diagnosis, which I thought was really cool. Mm. Yeah, about you? Def- what made you sort of interested or excited to read this kind of book? Yeah, I think similar to what you were thinking as well, it kind of adds another layer to your diagnosis, but also it kind of like builds on what we've learned in uni, like um, reading kind of face we look at more simply like look at the color look at um yeah the tongue pulse things like that so we don't look as deeply into the facial structures when we do our observation and I think it's really interesting because the face and the face tells you a lot about the emotions about the body about things that maybe people aren't willing to share as well like or maybe they will take some time to open up to you but it can tell you things that maybe like non-verbal kind of cues as well yeah definitely like I I definitely was interested as well that it shows a lot of the past as well as like how the face structure was created so it shows Mm. like how they were born and how they sort of express themselves post-birth as well because normally with western western beliefs of face is normally very astrology kind of feeling it's very mystical that sort of stuff Mm. so it's it's nice to have something where you can be like quantifying things and qualifying where it's like oh you have Mm. these kind of lines this usually means that this kind of thing in Chinese medicine so Mm. I like that I really like that aspect for diagnosis when it came to relating it back to Chinese medicine Mm. rather than just being like you have happy lines that means you're happy all the time yeah 
Mm. You know. And what did you expect from this book before you read it? Uh, for me, I was expecting. I I really didn't have that much expectations. I was under the impression that uh, a lot of this was going to be a bit more airy fairy, which I was surprised that it was not as airy fairy as I thought it was going to be. Mm. What about yourself? Yeah, similar. Just because. It talks about Shen and emotions and like personalities and things like that. So I was wondering how useful for Chinese medicine diagnosis it would be. And a bit of it kind of read kind of like a um, self-help type of book. That's like, if you have this feature, then, you know, focus on this. Or if you don't have this feature, then do this, which I thought was very interesting. And I think it um, broke it up a little bit because it is a quite a long book and it did take a while for me to read. And it does get a little bit repetitive at times, but I think that's also kind of reinforcing as well. I think maybe it was repetitive because we come from a Chinese medicine background and we understand a lot of these concepts concepts as well but I guess if you're new to all of this five elements like Jing Chinese medicine Shen emotions then I think it's nice to have that repetition yes definitely just because as well um, a lot of this it's hard to explain a lot of these concepts if you're not from a Chinese medicine background Mm -hmm. she has to use examples that she will also use in the future when she's analyzing those examples so (laughs) That's a sort of double repetition that you already have to sort of encounter as well. So that being said, let's let's talk a little bit about um, more of the Chinese medicine concepts of mm-hmm. what is Jing, what isn't Jing, um, mm-hmm. what sort of forms the face, what is the idea of the original face as well. Yeah, so the Jing is, the way she expresses it is the individual's potential um, or she, what she says is it's kind of like a battery. Um, each person has like a Jing battery and it's the, um, has different sizes and different capacity, but it's the person's individual throughout its lifetime. So the Jing you're bo- like is the fullest when you're born. You don't necessarily have access to all of it, but it's the battery is full when you're born. And then over time, it kind of depletes, you know, through illnesses, injuries, um, emotions, different things that happen in your life, it affects the Jing. And then um, that shows up on your face. So different things that have affected your Jing show up on different areas um, or different features of the face. And so she talks about the importance of preserving your jing and like replenishing it, looking after it so that you are able to lead a full life. Yeah. And I, I think going on top of that as well, is like, it's so interesting to see how many muscles we have in the face as well, rather than it's what we use to express ourselves. It's what we use to talk. You know, the first thing people look at when you meet someone is the eyes is the face, mm. you know? So I still think there's so much that I don't really know yeah. yet when it comes to understanding um, diagnosis through the face, which mm. would be good to talk about, I guess, in, yeah. this part, in this episode. And I like that you mentioned the eyes because I think it's quite well known in Chinese medicine that the eyes, um, the light of the eyes shows the Shen, which is the spirit. And I think the spirit is really connected to the Jing as well. So, yeah, I think it's important to mention the Shen because that's related to the emotions as well, which we'll go into a bit later. Yeah, the eyes are really the window to the soul, right? Mm, Yeah. 
That's it. So that being said, I think that's that's it for the introduction part of the book. We'll go a little bit more further into sort of uh, more concept-based uh, things that sort of go into a deep dive of what we're trying to understand, interpret what she was saying throughout the book. So if you're interested in getting the book or you don't want any spoilers, feel this is probably a good time to hit pause and give it a read before the next segment where we're sort of covering it mm-hmm. a little bit more depth. back to the second half of this episode right now we're going kind of deep dive into sort of talking more about the concepts so the stuff that we generally talk about is we hope that you've already have like a general understanding if you've read the book or if you've at least sort of touched on it at least before so something I want to kind of go into at the moment is the concept of the face that you're born with and that the face that you create over with time so Uh, The author talks about something that I really like, which is one of her favorite quotes from the book as well, which is talks about from birth until the age of 25, you have the face that your mother gave you from 25 to 50, you create your own face. And from 50 on, you have the face that you deserve. So what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, to me, it's like, it's a little bit of like a ancient Chinese wisdom where the last ending bit is 50s from 50 onwards to the face that you deserve it's kind of like you better watch yourself because once you hit 50 all the seeds that you've been sowing you get them all so if you mm. if you're angry all the time from 25 to 50 you're going to have an angry face from 50 onwards mm. you know or if you're worried all the time from 20 to 50 you're going to ha- carry that worry onwards until 50 onwards mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because I guess what she also mentions about 25 years old is that the brain, I guess, doesn't finish developing until 25 years old, which is why it's considered, I guess, that first kind of um, not benchmark, milestone, I guess, yeah. for development, I guess, yes. if you can put it that way. Um, but then this kind of relates because we're talking about the face that you were born with and the face that you create kind of relates back to the Jing that we were talking about before, because Jing is what you receive from your parents. So um, what your mother, what your parents kind of provided you with, that's what sustains you while your body is still developing. And then from 25 years onwards, that's when you can kind of reach into your pools of Jing and then kind of develop a life or kind of use the gene in the way that you want to. And that also means kind of like overusing and depleting gene as well. So if you're kind of always like, like you said, angry, um, stressed emotions all the time, then that can deplete your gene. And then that shows up on your face from 50 um, on the face that you create or the face that you deserve. Yes. And while we're still, cause like, especially with the age, it's like, how much do you really know before 25? You know, you're still trying to figure out life. You're hoping Mm. that the genetics that you kind of, I guess the easiest example to understand the crossover between Chinese and Western med is like uh, inherent Jing is like your DNA. You know, it's Mm. your genetics. It's the stuff that you are born with and all that post 25 sort of stuff is all your, um, what's the word? It's like, postnatal postnatal that's exactly what i was hoping for yeah the postnatal gene where the food that you've eaten from before 25 finally comes into fruition Mm. and you have to like if you've had an unhealthy diet from 25 onwards 
mm. you're going to feel the effects straight afterwards and it's going to come out in your body. It's going to come out in your face as well. And 50 is sort of very difficult to change if you haven't been changing from 25 to 50. Mm. So I guess the concept I also want to touch on is change. Like mm. you're not just stuck with one thing, which I, I totally agree with that she touches on as well, which is throughout life, obviously people experience different things. People go through different things. Even if you're twins where you come from the same place through life, things will change through how you sort of physio- physiologically develop as well as in your face. And it comes out in your mm. face at the end of the day. So, mm. yeah. And I think that's also a good thing, knowing that you're kind of not stuck in the same spot. Like if you are going through a rough time at the moment, then things will change and it's kind of up to you to on how you approach it and how you see it as well. So what you're feeling right now is not going to be the constant until like the rest of your life. You have the power to change that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hmm. Um, that's something else that she mentions as well in the book is like, what about taking cream? What about Botoxes? What about surgeries? That sort of stuff. Mm. I think with that, you can still hide how it looks to others, but deep down when it comes to underneath the skin, your body's still inherently linked to if you're still angry all the time or if you're worried all the time or you're sad all the time, it still comes out in the end, even yeah. with all the superficial masks and Mm. all that sort of stuff yeah the organ imbalances at the root cause of it are still there correct just it just you're just taking away the superficial layer like you said yeah it's just like scrubbing your tongue before having a look it's just it's still (laughs) there you're just scrubbing it away so we can't see what's (laughs) actually underneath so yeah and then this kind of relates well to i guess the I don't know if this is the face shapes that you were talking about, but the there's the, is it the four face shapes? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then they kind of they're also linked to when the jing is kind of most used up or like where it's kind of um, used up in your life. And the face can change shapes based on jing use. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Like there's a lot of factors when it comes to external factors that can change your face. Mm. It, th- there is like an old wife's myth tale sort of thing where they say when you're with your partner, your face shape slowly changes into sort of their <laughs> face shape and they mm. also change into yours. So you have like a little bit of like an amalgamation of both your face shapes or face mm. structures. Yeah. And I feel like that has a little bit of truth to it because if I'm smiling all the time or you're smiling, I'm trying to reflect my feelings and emotions that will copy yours and that will reflect back as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So what are these face shapes? The face shapes that it, it's a little bit, there's a few concepts so that she talks Mm -hmm. about the actual shape. So like stuff like diamond shape, square shape, that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. What I was more interested is in the five element aspect of the faces Mm -hmm. so it's like just like in chinese medicine where you look at the body holistically you look at the face holistically as well so you Mm. look at the shape you look at the skin you look at the eyes the nose the mouth the ears everything Mm. so uh each each element has a uh, category that they've sort of been like ah he's got a bit more of a rounder sort of face Mm. 
mm-hmm. it's got puffy cheeks that shows it's more of a earth kind of face there's kindness yeah. mm-hmm. there's a nourishment yeah so that nourishment will reflect like ah oh, this pa- patient probably has more of a spleen stomach sort of characteristic yeah mm-hmm. and while you're not just linked to sort of one element you can see like this person has a more of an affinity to this kind of element than the other ones mm. yeah like what prominent features on the face kind of draw your eyes um those are related to different organs and then yeah that's how you kind of look at it so where do we start with all of this I guess one of the ways we can start is what do you think about yourself Charlene what what kind of um overall characteristic do you think that you're more linked to based on your face shape structure all that sort of stuff I think I have an oval face I think, yeah, I think Um, I. Maybe a little bit. I would say maybe a mix between oval and maybe inverted trapezoid. I knew you were going to say that. Why? (laughs) Because (laughs) if, do you know what the, what the, I guess, role or what the um, associated thing was? Yes. Please enlighten me. Dictator. <laughs> oh, I would say um, the hedonist is how she described it. Hedonist and the dictator combined. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Yeah, that's true. It's like knowing when to command and lead is a good mm. sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good thing. Um, I want to go into more of this a little bit later when we talk about <laughs> other s- traits that I think align with maybe the face shape we're talking about sure well what shape do you think you are Uh, I think mine is probably more round more circle-ish and maybe more oval mine's more circly overly what do you think yeah you're very friendly and a lot of very trustworthy Sorry, I didn't but also very frame. diplomatic as well. So yeah, I see that as well mm. in your face and your personality. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it's just just funny how you you reacted the the way that you reacted was more funny of like huh, you call me a dictator, hmm? <laughs> and what I'm saying is. Not trying to play the diplomat, but please don't shoot me, all right, shall we? <laughs> I'll consider it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's all I asked for. Because I think there's, it's not just the shape that I'm talking about, because I mm. think you have different parts as well. So stuff like the earth kind of face where you have rounded cheeks as well. I think that's, you might have the face shape of one characteristic, but you have different like other mm. different characteristics show that you're more earthy, you have a bit more watery elements as well. Yeah. Definitely. So you're not just linked with that one face mm. element, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you no, think I that agree. reflects back into your personality as well? I guess so. <laughs> so let me let me give you more of an example. So mm. an earth element tends to be um, nurturing, comforting, cooperative. Um sociable supportive relaxed like do you feel like you have these personality traits in you already 
Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. It was really interesting. I never, it, yeah, I always considered my face kind of more oval. So it's interesting. Yeah. I, I guess everyone kind of sees your face differently as well. Yes, because ovals normally, for, for me, it sounds more like, uh, sorry, the inverted trapezoid sounds more like the fire element, which is more um, uh, strong, driven, that kind of. But mm. I would say you have a bit more water, a, a mix between in terms of like the overall feeling I get mm. is a watery, earthy kind of person, uh, face shape mm. and structure. So water is normally more calm, peaceful, reflective, mm. secretive, patient. Maybe not patient. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, no, anytime. Maybe more wood. I can see that. You got the gaze of the wood, the focused okay. gaze. I think it's important to mention that you are not just one element. Like yes. you have all of these elements in you, in your face as well. So, yeah, like what you were saying, while your face may be one shape, um, or lean more towards one shape, you do show aspects of all the other elements because it's a cycle and everything is interconnected. Correct. And, and it'll change over time as well, mm. the face shape. The more that you are influenced from other people, other lifestyles, your face shape will change over time compared mm. to like someone else who's lived through a different life, even though they might have been like your siblings or anyone related to you where they inherited the same kind of gene from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's move a little bit on. That was a little bit fun. Let's move a bit more on to um, mm. the concept of potluck. I found this concept to me. Peach luck? To be a peach luck. Sorry, potluck <laughs> is. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little bit hungry. <laughs> it is lunchtime over there. It is It is lunchtime over here. So I wouldn't mind someone sending me some potluck for food and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. But uh, peach luck, sorry, mm. is the concept that I want to do, like, talk more about because for me it's not it's very very subjective for me and um something that i liked about lillian and how, what she wrote is that she managed to encompass this characteristic of uh, charisma seduction as being a like something that comes out on the face which is mm. quantifiable rather than uh like a, more than just a quality and a personality type mm. yeah yeah, so, yeah, you mentioned it briefly, but I'd never heard of peach luck before I read this, and apparently it's a well-known thing, but you mentioned it's kind of the charisma or the charm, and it's a concentrated form of fire energy that is kind of directed outwards, so it's you kind of showing your personality, um, showing your appeal, and she talks about it as a kind of fire, as a kind of young energy. And so there's five different types and we all have these five different types or we have the ability to kind of acquire the five different types, I think is the word. Yes. Um, so... It definitely, oh, sorry. No, no, yeah, you go. I was going to say like something that I was like going back to the quantifying this kind of traits, for example. So the five different types are associated with the five elements as well. 
So stuff like sparkling, supportive, dreamy, seductive, and direct are the five. And I was trying to draw parallels to my, some people that I know that might have that kind of shape. Like for example, uh, Marilyn Monroe was probably one of the first Mm -hmm. ones I thought of in terms Mm -hmm. of like, she had a very seductive kind of look, you know, she was more into like that dreamy seductive kind of feel where it's like, Oh my God. And sparkling. Mm. So if you have a look at pictures of Marilyn Monroe, she's got big eyes, she's got a big smile, you know, Mm. and she's got that sort of playfulness as well as her charm. Yeah. So I thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. Like trying to draw similarities between famous people who have a lot of that pot peach luck Mm. yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it's very interesting and it kind of also shows what element you're kind of a bit more abundant in. Yes. Um, like if you're, so if you're sparkling, then you have a bit more of that kind of fire energy. If you're supportive, then it's a bit more of that earth energy. And then if you're a bit more dreamy, so kind of full of hope, um, it's a bit more of that metal energy, lung energy, seductive is a bit more of the water energy and then direct is the wood energy. Um, But then she also kind of talks about how to develop or enhance your peach luck as well. So it kind of, this is the bit that kind of feels a bit like self-helpy, which actually kind of likes, but it's kind of like if you want to develop your sparkling peach luck, which is that kind of like fire energy, um, to take life lighter, like add humor to the serious in all the seriousness in all the situations. Or if you want to be a bit more dreamy, then don't like listen to the doom and gloom and then like kind of create like possibilities in your own mind and kind of like follow it rather than shutting it down. So I think it's really interesting how she talks about how you can develop each of these kind of um, peach lucks. Yeah, and I think that will lead on to your face changing as well over time. So Mm. let's say, for example, I had one very stereotypical face for, um, let's say, dreamy peach luck, Mm -hmm. um, where you have that sort of sad smile, sad eyes and stuff like that. Mm. If you followed one direction of like listening to her advice, maybe you would have a more sort of um, rounded, well-rounded features where Mm. you can see more of different elements in you Mm. as well because she talks about this concept of the original face so this is kind of like before you're even born before you inherit the jing from parents or from anything else you have this face of it's like no face it's Mm. like a play-doh with nothing on it and so with it's like adding spice to the pot where with Jing, with life, you kind of can flavor up to have like a more well-balanced meal when it comes mm. to past, like when you're getting old. Because something that I really like, especially, oh, not something I also want to mention about this book is that there's so many pictures. Mm. There's more than 200 pictures in this book, which really helps to get her idea across of what she's trying to encompass when she's talking about these kind of things so one of my favorite images at the start of this book was this really old lady with um a bunch of wrinkles on her face Mm. and she's smiling she has a lot of smiling lines and you can see like 
she probably cultivated that joy, mm. you know, that happy kind of feeling, and it shows yeah. through her face as well, which is, I don't know, it's part of her potluck and her mm. being happy. And it's saying potluck. <laughs> Sorry, I keep saying pot. Um, you're so hungry. Yes. Uh oh. Yeah. And then that kind of brings us kind of in a circle to say that that patriarch is also a manifestation of your spirit. So the spirit that you see through your face and also is related to um, the balance of the organs and the emotions. So a thing um, that she talks about is um, so there's no bad emotions, only stuck emotions. So expressing your emotions whatever they may be even if you think they're bad emotions helps you to develop and helps you to get unstuck and kind of changes changes you as way changes you as well and helps develop that peach luck helps to develop your spirit um, helps to balance out the five elements in the organs as well so even if you think like anger like is a bad emotion like and you don't want to express it, just express it. Get it unstuck. Yes, exactly right. I think stagnation leads to a whole bunch of problems that mm. you don't want to deal with as well. Like rather than, oh, how do I say this? Because the thing is with that kind of concept you were talking about as well, Charlene, is that it makes it hard when you tell someone, all right, you should be less angry all the time. And so they try and hold back and it's like, Oh, but you should express your anger though. Mm. And it can be a bit confusing for them. Yeah. Confusing because a bit confusing for me as well when you kind of say, do this, but also don't <gasps> hold back. But you're feeling like this. It's like, mm. what do you do? You know? Think about the opposite. Think That's about it. think about nourishing the other elements. Maybe if anger is too much in you right now, maybe think about the joy. Think about the what are the other emotions? <laughs> Worry, grief. Yeah. Like think about if there's one, if there's one um, emotion that's kind of overtaking the rest, consider the others. Do you need to kind of build those up as well so that they're on the same level? Is the anger kind of overtaking everything? Is the liver kind of overacting on everything? Like what can you do to build up the others to take away from that anger from that one element that's kind of overacting that's over the top at the moment yes exactly and i think you can do this through a number of things like changing your lifestyle changing your environment changing taking herbs taking acupuncture that sort of stuff because for example let's say a fire person who's always going here going here it's um always like blazing and they're, they're having too much of that fire mm. the best way is to change that lifestyle you know go for a more quiet calming sort of environment try mm. and avoid that um, unchangeable unstable kind of lifestyle that mm. way you can get you can retract some of that fire even though without having yeah. to hide that sort of emotion mm. as well and it's a journey it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So yes. even just kind of one small change at a time, like you don't, or I don't recommend you do anything drastic. Um, just kind of one small 
thing at a time, kind of yes. choosing um, to kind of not think about something as much or kind of starting something small, small walks like meditation. You don't have to change your entire life life all yeah. at once. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's how long-term habits sort of stick as well. It's like mm. if you make too big of a change, you'd often want to just throw everything off the table rather than accept that one change mm. that kind of changes that one thing. Yeah. So, so that, oh, oh, you're after you. No, you go. So I was going to ask, how would you use this sort of for your diagnosis now in practice? That's what I was going to ask also. Um, Did you do it? I, I, I haven't, honestly, I haven't, decided yet because I mean I am kind of still in quarantine and I haven't actually seen (laughs) very many patients recently so I I'm not sure how I'm going to incorporate it at the moment to be honest I I think at the moment for me at least it's like Mm -hmm. I want to like guess it or not guess like make an estimation of like ah Mm -hmm. they're making this this person has more of this kind of element mm. and i'll see if i can try and cater it based on their face shape like, mm. it gives me an idea rather than being like ah you have big cheeks welcome back water man <laughs> you know like that sort of thing yeah. mm. rather than just being like okay you have this kind of i can see more of lines across the face i can see mm. the joy lines i know i can more joke around you mm. or if they have more of that um earth like the more stern kind of look it's like all right maybe i'll just stick with being more like quiet and listening rather than being more active and so focus more on building rapport with them yes and Mm. like maybe in the future with that if i use more five element diagnosis i could plan some of my acupuncture points around Mm. that which could be a possibility you know because we already have stuff that we do like for example like using the eyes diagnosis Mm. so that that's part of the face right so you can see if you have like puffy eyes all the time or dark Mm. like puffy eyes maybe spleen related or dark colored eye rings and stuff maybe it could be kidney related so Mm. it's all sort of yeah i guess at the end of the day so yeah that's true i think it's very interesting and yeah i lost my train of thought (laughs) (laughs) sorry I was just too like yeah it's insightful isn't it a little bit Mm. of talking about like oh he's got a red nose all the time maybe he's got something wrong with his heart you know Mm. or maybe the tip of his nose I like how heart is always the tip of things Mm. tip of the tongue tip of the nose you know yeah it's wonderful it's like where your heart is asleep it's the most vulnerable yes yeah exactly right mm. so it's the first thing that hits when you get cold it's like the tip of the nose gets cold yeah that's yeah. also that kind of fire energy that young that yeah. out uh, outer layer as well yeah. mm. comes out first and foremost because yeah we already use stuff like lips as well i think is something mm. that you have dry lips you have red lips mm. you have purple lips it's like we already do a lot of the stuff that this book tells us about mm. i'm more interested in shun the emotions yeah. the personality that that's all very new for me at least in mm. terms of and there's so much more to it as well i think this book is just kind of 
the start as yes. well for all of this. I think it's, I think she does cover some things that are very in depth, but because she has to talk about everything, this book is huge. Hmm. Um, and if you're kind of interested in more one thing than the other, then you might might not have enough information hmm. on that or not enough pictures and stuff. Yeah, she talks about like different um, lines in different areas representing different things. Um, and then she talks like about valleys and ridges and rivers um, that flow through your face as well. So it's very specific in the beginning and very like this line in this area means this exact thing. So if you're interested, it's very interesting. But if you're yeah, kind of more interested in the overall it does kind of drag on a little bit at the start. Yeah, definitely. And it's, how, how do I put this? It would take some time to sort of understand and use this in actual practice. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't look at someone, bring out the book and be like, all right, so let's have a look at the face shape, the cheek shape, the nose, the mm. mouth, the eyes, and then the ears and go through each individual mm-hmm. step because mm-hmm. it's a, it's, information overload at the end of the day so it's like making the right looking at the most obvious things and helping that guide your actual treatment plan is probably the best thing that you can get from this book yeah so pick and choose what you take away from it you don't have to use everything because there's a lot there is so much to be (laughs) honest it took me so long to fully read and I still feel like I still feel like a lot of the stuff went over my head when it came. Yeah, to... I feel like it's a book that you reread. Yes, mm. and you can use to help with diagnosis as well. Mm. All right. Um, I guess is there anything else you wanted to talk about? What was the biggest sort of? What was the most fun thing that you read from this book that you're like, damn, I'm going to take that with me. I I don't know about fun, but I thought the most interesting thing was actually the peach luck Um, I don't know if I would use it in my practice but yeah it was the most I guess interesting concept Um, but definitely the five elements side like linking personalities to facial features I think is something that could use in the future as well yeah definitely Hmm. I definitely what about you yeah I'm definitely on the same page I think um, using face like facial features in the face shape will help me understand, hopefully will help me understand patients a lot quicker and a lot Mm. easier so I can accommodate my treatments to fit them. Mm. So it's like not sure how how, like certain I am in diagnosing faces and how good I am (laughs) interpreting it, but yeah, that's something that I would definitely want to try Mm -hmm. based on their facial structures. Yeah. That's good. We hope this offers some insight for you into face reading with Chinese medicine from us at Forever Young. Thank you for listening to Do With Us. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our Facebook group for the book discussion. And we have been the Forever Young podcast and we'll read with you next time. Bye. Bye.